Welcome back to the Girls Talk Ag podcast, plowing through the manure online. Uh, Jen and Karen are here with me this week, and we had had all of this, you know, hey, we're <laughs> going to do this, we're going to talk about this, and then Jen had something happen, and we were like, never mind, uh, we need to talk about this as much as possible and, and really kind of focus on it. So Jen, tell us uh, what's going on. So um, I got a Facebook, I'm one of those weird people on Facebook, I know a lot of people aren't, but like if you friend me and I don't particularly know you, but we have friends in common, I'm like, yeah, whatever, I got nothing to hide, so I'll I'll accept about any friendship. I know that sounds weird, but so I got a, a invitation from a woman who said she is part of the city moms group here in Indianapolis. And um, since I was a food blogger, blogged about food, liked food, was I interested in going to an, a, an event with um, a farmer's market company called Market Wagon, uh, which is an online I got to get this right. An online farmer's market where I guess you kind of place your order from what I read on a Tuesday and you pick it up on a Thursday and it's all local and fresh, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm all about 100% for food choice. Um, you do what you need to do to feed your family and what makes you happy and I'll do what I need to do and everybody should have that choice without being guilted into it. So I'm like, um, let me, you know, so let me look into it a little bit. So I um, pulled up this market wagon company, which I will try to do here because I'm not fully prepared um, to do a little research. And um, I think anytime you get the chance to talk about agriculture with a group called City Moms, you probably ought to take that opportunity, in my opinion. Um, I'm not big on events. Um especially with people, which most events include people, but, um, you know, I'm like, whatever. And, um, so I was like, yeah, you know, maybe let me look into it. So I did some research on this company, market wagon. I think it's marketwagon.com. Yeah. Local food delivery, online farmer's market. Uh, oh, you know, that's cool. Farmer's markets are great. So is this only in Indianapolis then? Or is it like nationwide or what is it? Because I've never heard of so it. So this, yeah, this particular one is in Indianapolis. And they also, I believe, are in northern Indiana. Okay. Um, just opened up a place in northern Indiana. So you go to their website, marketwagon.com. And I thought I'm going to click on About Us because I like to know what I'm getting into. And... Um, so their mission states that uh, our mission is to enable food producers to thrive in their local and regional markets. Oh, that sounds cool, right? Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. If you're, if you're up for farmer's markets, my theory on farmer's markets is they're great, uh, but they're a luxury because today is what? February 27th? I'm not 28th. sure what day it is. 28th. Um, all right. And so I'm, I'm, and I'm all for farmer's markets, but today is February, as we record this, today's February 28th and we're in the middle of Indiana and I'm thinking, what are you feeding your family from a farmer's market in February? Um, we can get meat around here, local meat. Um, but yeah. I always think this time of year I'm suffering from scurvy because I crave lemon. <laughs> and so, and so I'm like, you're not getting anything else you're not getting any fresh fruit mm -hmm. you're not getting any fresh vegetables around here you get eggs maybe? um you could get eggs um i'm sure i can't find a, like a 
a menu or an order form on their site to tell me what I could get if I could get anything this time of year. Um, but then I continued reading and it says, from the grocery aisles to the industrial farms that fill them, the business of food is on the brink of soullessness, dehumanized by the reduction of our food that erodes the relationship between the consumers and farmers, as well as the farmers and the earth. And I was like, I don't know if I'm mad or my feelings are But hurt. isn't that kind of what Panera did with their, you know, that chicken commercial they had? Yeah, it's exactly what they did. So, so I've been going back and forth all day and talking to Chris, you know, bouncing things off Chris. I'm like, and he keeps telling me, well, you know, marketing isn't illegal, Jen. They're marketing to a particular group and they're allowed to do that. I'm like that, but at my expense. Yeah. That's what did you, did you, cause they had a picture, right? Or no, of your family. No, no, no. no? I added oh, that picture. Okay. Okay. okay, no, I, okay, yeah. To be perfectly clear, I added that picture as this is the face of industrial ag. To, okay. This is what I wanted. Okay, yeah, it was a little confusing, I admit that. Um, but to me, it was this is the face of industrial ag that you're calling soulless. And that was the picture yeah. of your children um, that you put up there. That was the picture of my children, yes. Yeah. Like, this is what you're calling soulless industrial ag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, everyone could kind of come back and, and uh, show pictures of their family in, in the same, same principle. This is what you're calling soulless industrial ag. You know what? 97% of farms are still functioning yes. as family farms at as this family point. Farms. Well, let's be clear right. too, just for one thing. I mean, had you put up a picture of Chris and said soulless, we would have been like, yeah, probably. But <laughs> Try looking into his eyes. <laughs> right. But, you know, so, yeah. that's why yeah, that's why I chose my children. Um, but I'm just like, I, I didn't know whether to be mad or if my feelings were hurt more. Now, I tell you what, I think when it comes right down to it, I was shocked. Yeah. Um, and my feelings were hurt. Well, to yeah. be so blatant You're about taking, that is just crazy. Yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it blatantly, I mean, and that's like you said, you're, you're all for food choice, right? right. I mean, that's, and we've yeah. always talked about, um, being for food choice, you know, whatever you want to, to produce, you know, have at it. You want to be non-GMO? Yay. You want to be organic? Even, you know, yay or I guess. Right. But, yeah. Uh, and if you want, and if you want to eat that way, I'm all about the consumer having a choice, but, but. But why would you blatantly make a blanket statement that everyone else was soulless? I, I mean, who are you yes. to. I think that's you, what you bothered know, me. You to about determine it. that. I think that's what really bothered me about it was, was that you were using me at the expense of building yourself up. Now, right. Chris keeps telling me that's marketing. He's like, you, you know, if if the um, uneducated, and I don't want to say uneducated. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, uninformed. The uninformed yeah. consumer wants to fall for that marketing. Is that, I mean, isn't that what marketing is? He was like, you fall for marketing every day, Jennifer. You walk into a store and see something turquoise, you're going to buy it. They painted it turquoise. And I'm you like, drive by Casey's and you stop. I, I drive yeah. by Casey's and I stop. <laughs> and, and then, so then I was like, okay, let's think about this. Because that's true. But I just think, I, I think it hurt my feelings, which sounds so stupid, but no, I don't think No, because it, does, it was an right? attack on your lifestyle. 
and and I wouldn't yeah. say it hurt your feelings, but it was an attack on your lifestyle and how you live. Very much so, and and I think that I think the three of us had talked earlier this week that I think this drove just drove home the fact that farming gets in your blood, and it is just agriculture gets in your blood, and it's one hundred percent emotional. And I think yeah. that was like, whoa, yeah, it yeah. really is. And there's nothing wrong with having that emotion because obviously you have to have passion for what you're doing or you no one would do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's you do it for the glitz and the glamour and all of the awesome perks that go along with it. You know, you do it because you love it. Yeah, but there's a lot of people, you know, emotionally who need to let go of certain farms that don't. And it does. It takes them down. Um, yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. I think that's, I think that's where I ended up on this whole thing was this morning I was like, am I mad? Are my feelings hurt? And then I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, and, and I think then emotion does do that to you. It can take, it, it, it can drag you so far in that you are hurting bad and you've ruined everything else in your life as well. Um, yeah, you, it, it, it's, it's passion. It's just like anything else, you know, it kind of can make you uh, forget or, or not necessarily see, you know, what's actually happening in, in the world around you, I guess. But the fact is, you know, we, as a, a group or an industry, you know, farming, agriculture, whatever that may be, you know, I don't think we intentionally try to drag another counterpart in the industry through the mud quite the way that that group is with with everyone else. Yeah. Soulless. Like, oh, that's really what hits me more than anything. Like, how, how dare you? You don't know who I am. I mean, like. Yeah. You have no concept of, of my life, my family, who, what I do, you know, the, the amount of, of, of care and everything that you put into your, your production, you know, whether it's growing row crops or raising livestock, you know, you're far from soulless. Yeah, I think a lot of words I would use to describe people in ag, but soulless would not have been in the top (laughs) 5,000. So, yeah. Yeah. So one of the funnier things, though, as I got to researching a little farther is um, you go down and their director of operations started his um, began his restaurant career where he became a general manager at Chipotle. His great. So um, he's the soulless uh, one. Yeah. His his foray into responsible sourcing. And then I laughed. I'm like, okay, so. He's responsible sourcing of E. coli and uh, norovirus. Right. So I'm like, okay, so we got some underlying issues going on here. Um, I just want to know where, you know, like, show me on this ear of corn where farming hurt you. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, yeah. For the love of God, what is the guy's problem with production agriculture? I'd love to go back like into his history or give him like a Rorschach test and like have it just be like soybeans and corn and see what he says, because I am honestly amazed by someone hating, um, you know, hating the industry as much as he obviously hates the industry based on the way that he behaves I, when it comes to um, agriculture in general. Like that is, okay, so you want us all to go chemical-less and no-till and all these things, but when you say that and you want all of us to go that way, what you're saying is you want, like, half the population to starve. <laughs> I mean, honestly. And, and yeah, yeah, I... That shit, you're never going to feed the entire world from the back of a pickup truck. Never. 
No. And that's, I think that's no. why, I think that's what bothered me. Uh, um, I, I'm all about farmer's markets. Give me a great tomato in the middle of the summer when they're prime around here. I'll buy every single one at every single farmer's market around here. But when I'm craving lemon meringue pie in February, because I'm pretty certain I have scurvy, I want to be able to go to Walmart and get my lemons. And that's not going to happen. Now, am I the... Am I the only person who doesn't like to go to farmer's markets? I don't. No, I I don't go to a lot. uh, But I'm going to tell you what, when I want a good tomato, that's where I'm going to go in the middle of the summer. Well, I don't go to a farmer's market, but we have a local farmer stand that's always in the same spot. And that's, you know, not a rush of crowds on Saturday morning. And I can go anytime, any day of the week. So I do yeah. go to that to so, the actual farmer's stand, uh, but I don't like to go to farmer's Okay, markets. so I'm calling a farmer's stand and a farmer's mar- market basically the same thing. I mean, you know, I go somewhere that yeah. is growing tomatoes locally that I know were yeah. hand-picked, you know. Well, see, I don't feel like the farmer's stand has the attitude no, that they definitely don't. does. So, so grouping them together is wrong. Protected. Yeah, and yeah. I would agree wholeheartedly yeah. with that. Um and maybe we're wrong. Maybe that maybe people will take offense to us saying that farmers markets have a little bit of pretension to them. But I guess that's what happens when you're soulless. Right. You say mean things, you know. Um, but no, I, I think that there's this idea. And I saw the best response, um, you know, when you posted it on Twitter today. Uh, I think it was it came on Twitter. And, and uh, I need to look and see who it, it was that said it. Um, where they basically said um, a farmer's market is the last. I'm trying to find I've it. I've got oh, it. Man. Scott Matthews. Do you have it? Yeah. Yes. Why is the general public so enamored with farmer's markets when in reality it's the only unregulated food they will put in their mouths? Yes. Yeah. That was Bang. the... How is that unregulated? I mean, don't they have health inspectors at the farmer's market? Don't you have to get a certificate no. of cleanliness? Um I've never seen any regulatory body at any farmer's market that I've been to. Now, maybe depending on the city that you're in, like I know East Lansing has a certain set of of requirements and things like that. But like uh, the farmer's market that we had in Edmore, you just had to apply Mm -hmm. and you were there. Boom. You were in the farmer's market. That's a valid question. Maybe I don't, you know, maybe we don't know enough, but I don't know what you... So the health department may be there, but there's no guarantee in how but that food was raised. But it's supposed to be because it's a raw I mean, ingredient when, and they're not actually cooking you up something for the most part. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's. I think that's the, the truth. I think that's uh, accurate right there is that, no, they're not cooking you anything up. So there isn't. I know that we used to, you know, like roadside stand, talking about roadside stands, we sold sweet corn there was never any sort of anything that went into us selling, you know, any, there wasn't any type of regulation. Maybe it depends on the type of products. Cause our friend who makes the awesome caramels, he has like a, some sort of home license to make those and sell them at the farmer's market. Yes. I think, I think anything that is cooked and, and in a home kitchen that mm-hmm. is not um, inspected yeah. on a regular basis like it's I a think, cottage so industry. Like um, when I go flavor. and I see like these baked breads and these um, jellies and jams, I'm always like, eh, I, I'm leery. Yeah, they and may I, have to be inspected. I don't know. I like. I think that the ones who sell breads that are cooked in a home kitchen, they may have to have, be inspected or have some sort of health code. 
I don't know. Now I'm speaking completely out of my uh, wheelhouse. No, no. I think anything cooked does anything mixed or or processed put together. You know, like if someone has, uh, you know, the big thing in in Michigan out of every little craft show, farmers market thing that I've been to, is the uh, um, the dips. You know, the pre-made. So all you have to do is throw like cream cheese oh. and sour cream in a bowl. And oh you can yeah, those. Yeah. They have a license. They have a, a state license that they have to have in order to sell those. Um, so I think and it, it yeah, may I've, depend on the jurisdiction too. I mean, mm-hmm, it may depend totally. on which you know the city or the or- city ordinance, perhaps. But from an overall standpoint, um, I think that's an accurate, a very very accurate uh, um, description. Is mm-hmm. when it comes to just selling anything out of the bed of a truck or whatever it may be. <laughs> you're able to do what you want. And I'm not saying that we need to regulate that either because that's a slippery slope. But the fact remains, you know, these people are acting like they're better, their production is better than us and they have no real measure of safety or, you know, how do you know they didn't overuse Roundup or whatever garden chemicals available? During, or, yeah, during yeah. raising. Yeah, I I mean, you can easily say that you didn't. But here's the thing. They don't have facts. So they don't have facts to say that theirs really is better or more nutritional. So they go with the route that the other growers are soulless. I think, I think, you know, when it comes right down to it, that's what really bothered me the most is it wasn't we raise a superior product. It wasn't we really care about our products and the farmers who grow them. It was everyone else is soulless. We are it better was, than yeah, you. It wasn't we, it was everyone else is soulless. Industrial yeah. farming. I think yeah. that, that, I think that's what bothered me. And it, you know, we always talk about what the consumer wants. There's such a big difference to me. And I, I, this is just my opinion in what the consumer says they want on social media and what they actually purchase with their food dollars. Um, but yeah. how many actual, how many, I mean, there's um, millions of consumers. How many of them actually take those surveys? Probably such a tiny percent that there's no way that they could be, you know, representative. But like you said, with your food dollars and what you actually purchase, that could be tracked and be more. Exactly. Concrete. I mean, I can say all I want on social media that, oh, I love to feed my family wholesome, organic, grass-fed beef. But to be honest, on nights that we're going three different directions, chicken McNuggets are what's on the table. If we even make it to yeah. the kitchen table. Well, now, we have chicken yeah. nuggets because outside of chicken nuggets, grilled cheese and macaroni and cheese, my kids won't eat anything else. And, and, and I think that's, that's important too. I mean, I can say I'm feeding my kids that on, you know, I can report on Facebook. Oh, we had the most delicious homegrown meal tonight. Campbell grain and livestock pork. Um, tomatoes from the garden, blah, blah, blah. But, but I'm not talking about the other six nights of the week where we're eating, you know, pizza King pizza and Casey's donuts. Yeah. I'm just telling you what you want to hear and what I think you want. I, what I want you to think of me and how I feed my family. Well, and I think that's one thing that this podcast has been very clear about from the beginning. We're not here to placate or, 
you know, polish up our existence by any means. We're here to tell it like it is. And, and, and that's the thing is, is real life is messy and, and dirty and blah, blah, blah. And in real. real agriculture, yeah, is messy and dirty and blah, blah, blah. And you can pretend that you're, you know, better or that you're doing better than someone else, but you're really, really dragging bottom when you're going to, um, bring into question someone's um, drive, you know, or desire. Like, you mean to tell me that the people that are in charge of this group here are working completely non-for-profit out of the goodness of their hearts because, you know, they have such large souls? I I highly doubt that, you know. And so it it goes back to, like, our pseudoscience conversation, to our labels conversation, to everything, where the almighty dollar is driving a lot of these people – and the sad part is um, it's making them attack the the goodness of, of other people who produce food. And, and I think that there's so much drama and so much internal strife in agriculture already. Why are we making it worse? We've all got to make a living. We've all, and there's room for everybody. I mean, there is freaking room for everybody. But I think that's where your emotion comes in. You know, they take it as a personal attack. Yeah. I mean, calling someone soulless is a personal attack, but I mean, in general. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, you can say you raise wholesome food. I think that's great. I think I raise wholesome food. Uh, Chris and I have talked before that our, and you can't see my air quotes, but our consumer air quotes, you know, is, is Tyson and Indiana grain because I raise commodities that make food i don't raise food um and they're gonna let me know if what i'm growing isn't what the consumer wants and not once have i ever been told that um i'm gonna raise all farmers are gonna raise what the consumer demands which is food which is food and and there's room for all of it but on a on a large scale food production the consumer is not wavering when it comes to their food dollars they might be on social media they're not when it comes to their food dollars because the the gmo corn i'm raising and the pigs that might have had antibiotics but went through withdrawal proper withdrawal are still bringing and still making my family money Mm -hmm. i mean plain and simple you're you're not soulless you care. You're you're not. And I'm not soulless. Um, but I still swear Chris probably I'm is. I'm not yeah. soulless, I swear. So I just don't, I, there's just so much internal strife that I don't know why we need to be throwing each other under the bus. Um, there's room yeah. for everybody at the table. I mean, do you know how many people are in this world and they're all eating? And why take away the affordable food for those who don't have the advantage of having the luxury with their food dollars for choice. Yeah. No, and I think that that's, like I said, therein lies your your major problem is that... Uh, Soulless? <laughs> and it's so hard to say. Like, I don't want to come off as... It's going to be my new as, term. You're you know, just soulless. Yeah, I don't want to come off as soulless. But, yeah, there's this giant group out there right now that, it, that apparently have this idea that... Uh, you know, if it benefits them, it doesn't really matter what happens to anyone else, I guess you could say. is You know, and, and if they trash other forms of, of food production, it doesn't matter because they deserved it. You know, uh, they've been in, in the leader. They've 
they've been the ones that have taken all the benefits or whatever, whatever it may be and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just, it's so hard to, 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 uh, and I, I just, I, I guess I need to make it really clear that I'm all for people having farmers markets and raising quote, again, my air quotes, local foods. Um, I think the term local food has changed. I think you can truck food so far now so fast that local is within five to 600 miles. Um, And I think we're lucky at that way. But but I want to say that I'm not opposed to farmers markets. I I think they're great. If that's the way you want to run your farm or your business, go for it. Um, Patchwork Farmstead said on uh, Twitter, we are a micro-sized family farm and sell at farmers markets. Definitely wouldn't at any market with a statement like that, based in ignorance and surely soulless itself. Um, yeah, she posted some hydroponic lettuce. Man, if she was closer, I'd be buying that from her. Yeah. It looks really good. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know why we can't all get, get along and sing Kumbaya. I don't know. That's the emotion in me. <laughs> I take medication for emotion, and it's still there. <laughs> well, at least you're not soulless, you know. But but I am not soulless, I swear. No, I just, I think it's amazing that, uh, and like you said, there's enough turmoil, there's enough strife, there's enough everything that's going on in the world today. Like, this just, I think, is a, another perfect example of what, how, trying to divide. Um, yeah. I mean, that, and, and that's the last thing we need is, uh, um, you know, and, and I struggle so much because then everyone's like, we need, to, we need to show off the family side as well. You know, we need to, to make sure that we're showing our, our kids and we're doing this and we're doing that. And I, I totally understand that, but um, we also have to make sure that we aren't, you know, we have, goes back to the safety subjects and, and things like that, you know, and, and, uh, I don't know. It's just so hard for me to, to uh, even think that someone would, would consider the production agriculture, the people that I work with on a daily basis, as people out to to get the consumer or take advantage or harm them in any way. I mean, um, they are our, our, our bread and butter, for lack of a better term. They are the source of our income. I don't... I don't get just like they say, well, industrial farms and farming is so hard on the ground. Are you kidding me? I take care of the earth because I need it. Just like I'm well, yeah, that's, I'm not going to sell something that's going to put me out of business. We brought up sustainable agriculture, um, you know, last week. And you said how much you hated that word. And, you know, but the reality is all agriculture is sustainable because if it weren't sustainable, you know, we'd be out of exactly. a job. Yeah. You know, like that's pretty cut and dry on that side of things. Like if we weren't able to, to create sustainable food production, how the hell would we still be yeah. here? And, and so, you know, I always kind of struggle with that because of, of that idea that, you know, and, and we kind of fall victim. I think to a certain extent as farmers as well is that we think, well, oh, crap, I've got to prove that I am sustainable well, the reality is we already know that we are, you know, I don't really feel pressured I by society I, to prove. Yes, exactly. What we're doing is what we know is right, but now we have to prove it to people um, and the consumer who maybe don't have all the facts of how day to day 
the business process works for what we're doing. Well, and they also don't have the opportunity to visit. Most exactly. Companies. You know, most yeah. Owners. In this instance, we're poisoning our own well. You know what I mean? Like they're creating the division. They're creating the fallacies exactly. that are um in in agriculture well, already they used marketing that was um, positive you know say are you looking for this type of you know locally grown produce do you want to know the farmer that you buy it from you know here on our website we you know these are the farmers we work with and these will be what they'll be you know have for this week um if you have any questions you could submit them i mean they could be really positive about how they're marketing their their niche here but they weren't they went negative Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that all this turmoil is we create so much in-house um, that mm -hmm. it's going to we're going to end up sinking our own ship, I'm afraid. Well, it's, you know, that's what I was saying in, in that, you know, in regard to, to poisoning right. our own. Exactly. Well, like, that's exactly is, what you said. You know, yeah. you're you're no, and I, I'm not uh, I, I just mean, you know, if, if we're fighting within ourselves and we're providing or showing this idea that one set of agriculture or production agriculture is worse than another, what are we doing? What does that do to anyone? Um, and then like we said at the beginning, then you're, you're stuck. Um, then we're not able to feed everyone. Well, not just that, you know. but then the consumers um, that are paying attention just think we're insane because we're just bickering with each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're just, bickering amongst ourselves and not getting anywhere with them. It actually is amazing to me to think that someone would think that that would be okay to just put that out there. Um, you know, but then like you said, it's the Chipotle <laughs> guy. So obviously. But I mean, he's calling people out for something that more than likely, you know, he's, I, he's calling people out for something that he's portraying himself. You know, he's calling people out for being soulless yeah. while, in fact, yeah. he's acting like it himself. Yeah. I mean, I'd really like to know, like I said, what his background is or his understanding in production agriculture and where at any point he became so poisoned or bitter when it came to how our food is produced. And the only thing that I can think of is that he's realized that fear stops oh. profit. And so Love we're that. able to convince your group or your your audience whomever that may be that they have a reason to be fearful of any product that's not his i think that's um then of course you're going to cultivate you know return customers and, cetera, and like you say i mean chris kept saying to me today he's it pissed him off as well but he was like marketing isn't illegal it's a marketing ploy he just chose how to market no. to um you know an uninformed consumer and i'm like well, it pisses me off. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, that wasn't his job to make you happy. And I'm like, no, but it should have been. <laughs> no one put him no. in charge of Jen's happiness today. He's no, not a he Casey Donuts maker. You know, and that's, but the thing is, though, is, is that when you purposefully use someone else's ignorance or lack of knowledge, and, you know, in this instance, ignorance is not a negative term. It's simply a, it means lack of knowledge, which is what most of the consumers are when it comes to their food. So you're using that as a way, you know, like you said, there's no order form. I'd be interested to see what it costs to obtain this food, you know. Yeah, I looked. I can't find it on there because I was like, 
I'd like to know what I could get this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Not only what you can get, but what uh, what it costs versus other other foods, you know, right. um, versus running to your local Hy-Vee or having them deliver um, to you. you yeah. Know, what is the, the pricing difference in that regard? Because I'm going to imagine it's somewhat um, substantial. Well, you know. if you have to drive into somewhere in Indianapolis, or if you, you know, a lot of people may not have vehicles to get out to them. I mean, that's all cost too. Yeah, that's that is hidden costs that people don't tend to pay attention to. You know, but we're not against his business model. We're just against his no. attitude. How he's? I, I think you're right. It. Yeah, I have no problem. I mean, we've actually had that conversation before, Jen. You know about. Uh, boutique type pork or, or whatever, you know, is that something that, that you guys would be interested in doing? And, and, you know, we've talked about how much of a pain in the neck it is and how hard it is to, to provide and, and to do those things that, you know, cross your mind um, sometimes when it, when it comes down to, to thinking that that may not be a bad idea or whatever. But, um, you know, I just, I, I just am, am amazed though that, that this is the idea that this, you know, this guy thinks seems to think that all of this is okay. That it's just whatever. Okay, so I found my farmer's best basket. I found okay. what I can get this week. Okay. I can get uh, a half a dozen apples. Interesting. Four ounces of shiitake mushrooms. Ooh, four whole ounces. Wow. Yes. Uh, some dried oyster mushrooms. Oh, even better. Raw Indiana honey. Mm, I do like raw honey. I would sign up just for that. Mm -hmm. Fresh chocolate milk. Fresh chocolate um, milk? Fresh. That's what it says. Fresh chocolate milk. And again, we could go back to our labels. What is fresh? <laughs> um, 12 ounces of lemon herb vinaigrette. Ooh, there's your lemon. Smoked salmon cream cheese spread. Wait, where do we get local salmon? Oh, I was just thinking that. Fresh whole milk, a half a gallon. Absolutely delicious McCoy's farm eggs. Not just regular farm <laughs> eggs, but absolutely delicious farm eggs. And uh, Those are my favorite kind of farm eggs. I Delphinium Asiago beer washed aged goat cheese. I love goat cheese on chicken. Um, so I get all of that for $37 and one cent. Hmm. I would get a stomach ache for $37. How much? Say that again. $37 and one cent. Six, Interesting. six apples, four ounces of mushrooms. doesn't say how much dried mushrooms. Where are these apples and how have they been stored yeah. since fall? Apples, gold rush, half a dozen. That's that's six apples. Um, Is there a partridge in the pear tree? I'm not sure. Not? Where are we getting local salmon? I'm. There you go. I mean... I mean, you can't raise salmon like you can, like, tilapia inside, can you? I, that's out of my wheelhouse as well. A lot of things out of my wheelhouse. But I Not that I would eat salmon to begin with, I'm just saying. I don't know. Not my thing. I can't think of anywhere in Indiana where salmon is raised. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. I can't think of it. I mean, I know that there are, there are places that, that do. I guess you could have warmed tanks. I can't imagine... 
I don't know. I guess I'd have to sit down and have someone smarter than me explain the math of how keeping a tank warm in the summer or in the winter time is less and has less of an impact on the earth than maybe transporting salmon from somewhere where it's that's not the point, okay. Angie. Caught like northern Michigan. Okay, so f- I fresh whole milk is uh, the Dandy Breeze Creamery, which I don't know where that. Oh, in Boone County, Indiana. Uh, Boone County. <laughs> it's a Jersey. Milk. It says so. It's higher in pasteurized milk from a central Indiana farm. One half gallon of fresh whole milk from Jersey cows. The milk is pasteurized but not homogenized. The cream rises to the top, so shake well before pouring. Now, here's Mm -hmm. the deal. I don't want. I don't want to get it out there that I'm insulting these Indiana farmers who are taking advantage of of a market that is theirs to take advantage of. Because I'm not. Don't get me wrong. Like I said before, if this works for you, I say go for it. Um, But I think it's working with someone who's marketing your product um, with a superior attitude that is putting the rest of agriculture down. You know, kumbaya, let's build each other up. Let's find the joy. Let's love one another. I mean, good for Dandy Breeze Creamery here for for finding a niche niche market, niche niche, whatever you say. I mean, good for them. I mean, we're sure they're not soulless like the guy who's trying to market for them in this mark market. Exactly. I mean, they. I mean, they've they've obviously learned to pasteurize this milk and have this process done. I think it's a great a great market opportunity. Probably a great market. I don't know anything about Jersey milk, but. Yeah, I have friends who make chili I, cheese with it. Yeah, I, I just, I'm just yeah, so. I think it has a higher butter fat content or something different. Yeah, it's lower producing. I think they don't produce like a uh, uh, Holstein. Okay. I think I don't know. Someone can I'm explain. To... I'm sure isn't. Uh, um. So yeah, no, I mean, and I think that's the. Conversation. And, you know, before we get too far off the rails or, or get into a, a scenario where we, we do say something to offend someone. <laughs> like we haven't already. I've offended someone right? somewhere. <laughs> no, I think it all comes down to it. I If if you're a part of a group that is blasting another group out of, you know, they're also trying to survive. I mean, you've got to re, revisit your... Um, Be positive. In my opinion, plain and simple. You have a great product. Market it as a great product, not as somebody else's solace, and so you should buy mine instead. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I don't know. I guess that's the point. I just, I mean, all of these people, all of these products come from family farms here in Indiana, which I am fully supportive of. I don't know why we had to market them as um, the rest of us being evil. Better than. You, you were better than, yeah, no, I, you know, I agree, um, 100%. And I, you know, I'm glad that we brought up the topic and, and, um, have discussed it. You know, we, we really got a lot of good feedback from our audience as well. Um, and so we appreciate that. Keep that coming too. But I guess if you see something like this out there, um, don't be afraid to call them out. Uh, let's all make sure we're doing our part to, to, uh, you know, keep, folks honest in this industry overall, no matter the type of production agriculture they're in. Yeah. I think we need to work together because really, I mean, 
we sound stupid if we don't. Yeah, and we're poisoning we look, our own we wealth. We look like we're, yeah, we are exactly. You know, don't let profit blind you from the true goal, which is making sure that we're feeding the world. Um, <laughs> right? We're here to feed the world. We're advocating for world feeding, but seriously. <laughs> so. But, but in all seriousness, we're not going to feed the world from the back of a pickup truck. No. So let's let's work together. Let's be supportive of each other. Yeah, definitely. We're we're lucky to live in a place where we have food choice. Yeah, because a lot of people don't. Exactly. So I think that's that's the. I don't. I can't top it. So be nice. Don't be a douchebag. Yeah, that's all we ask. So on that note, we'll wrap her up for the week, I think. And, and, uh, you know, like I said, give us your feedback. Tell us what you're doing. Tell us what you're doing. Are you seeing some folks out there that are, uh, um, following these footsteps when it comes to, um, trashing other, you know, folks in ag or something like that in order to benefit. And, uh, we definitely want to hear about that too. So keep us posted. And, uh, in the meantime, have a great week.